Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, so I've officially started the process of changing my son's name because his legal name is Wolf Webster. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do Air Webster, Mm -hmm. Mm A-I-R-E. And I just always wanted a name for him that had meaning. And I like, it's a Hebrew name. What does it mean? It means Lion of God. Mm -hmm. The advice I would give to you is... Pick Find name your name before. <laughs> before your hormones start raging yeah. and you have the child. It was the hormones that took me out. It was like, I'm too emotional. He's so special to me. I know. There's not a name good enough for him. I didn't realize the postpartum would hit me that hard. I never called him Wolf, ever. And then the second I, I was like, oh, that night I cried in the shower and I was like, it's not his name. What did I just do, Wolf? Someone just told me this 24 hours ago, I just named my son Wolf. Like, it wasn't even, like, it wasn't even on You guys, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine. With me, Kara Berry, our Kardashians finale episode. I actually think, you know, I've already done three episodes this week. It's probably going to be a mini-sode. I don't really have too much to work with here. And, you know, we don't need to stretch, do we? We've got a lot going on. Aliens? I feel like we could be talking about that a lot more, and we're not. So, anyway. Um, Fear not, though, for the, I don't know, seven and a half of you who are very deeply mourning the end of season... I don't even know what season it is. (laughs) Three of the Kardashians. Fear not. I heard that they're coming back like in late August anyway. So, you know, just get up and stretch and sit back down. They'll be here. Let's get into the finale. It's holiday season. Really don't get any Courtney. We didn't get any Courtney really. Um, you know, 
let's celebrate that. <laughs> very little Kendall, very little Kylie. Um, a lot of Chris. Starting off in the beginning of the episode, Chris takes us on a really wild ride, you guys, to a small Christmas-themed hobby shop somewhere in California because she says it's a special time of year. Just delicious, as she puts it. God, Kristen. Um, because of all the tough things that Kim and Chloe have been going through, lest we not forget Courtney's vibes were stolen. That was a lot. She decided that the best thing for the family bring them all together in the year of our lord 2022 is to create individual house like doll houses for them in some sort of christmas theme for every family oh you, are you guys seated for this it's it's a lot it, it's a lot chris says that she did one back in the day like an original doll house back in the day when kim and the gang were little children and i will say i do find the way they archive their lives. Because we actually see footage from 1987 with Robert recording the dollhouse and talking about it. And I just, like, am not... I think you come from a family where people are, like, picture takers or videographers or you're not. And my family is just not that vibe. Do you guys know what I mean? Like, I, it is fascinating to me that they have all of these memories and all of this footage, like... It, I feel so stupid for not doing this. So, like, maybe, collectively, maybe we all should, like, this would be our sign to, like, take another picture, you know? Do another video. You never know. The memories are always going to be there, and they're always going to be great. You'll always be grateful for them. So, look at me. I'm trying to stretch you guys. I really am. Sorry. Um, so, but it was really cool to see that footage. Um, the funniest thing is he goes, oh, you know, like, here's the dollhouse. Look at how great it is. For $1,000, it should be great. And I just felt like, yeah, that was all the confirmation I needed about their relationship dynamic. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I actually looked up what that would have been over, like, $2,700 in today's money. Can you imagine? Honey. She, Chris, in real time, says that she, more footage that we see of her sitting in the glam chair in Milan, betting on... Betty White's original Dell house from an estate sale that she was having, some kind of auction, sitting in a glam chair, telling one of her makeup people to be like, bid on 500, 600, no problem, 700, sure. She lands on $800. $800 on Betty White's old dollhouse furniture. How did you, how, how did you even find out about that? I mean, you have to be so bored and rich. God bless her. Or whatever. I just like a day, you know? Imagine if you could have, like, unfettered access, like, supermarket sweep level access to a billionaire's bank account. Oh, oh, what a day it would be. Then we go back to this Christmas hobby shop. Why we have to watch Kristen going around this store, like, do you guys remember that old video of Michael Jackson from his documentary with um, Martin Bashir, where they're in that, like, tacky, the, like, the tackiest like 17 feet tall vases that are just encrusted in gold those like thick gold chunky you guys know what I mean those like tacky things the stores that you're like looking you're like who buys this shit turns out Michael Jackson does and he just walks around being like I'll buy that I'll buy that I'll buy that um oh you already bought that one okay can I get like seven more of those yeah sure sure did I get those last time yeah yeah 
Um, I'll look at that one. And this one, I'll buy this, like, monkey that has, like, it's, like, ruby-encrusted monkey. Just, like, the ugliest shit you've ever seen in your life. And then he's spent millions. Just in that clip alone. Hideous. Basically, it was giving that vibe. I don't really know. Moving on. Kendall and Scott, I mean, they were really, like, we really could have ended this last week. Kendall and Scott go to a plot of land near Kendall's horse stable to watch or walk rather um, Kylie's seven little Italian worm dogs. I'll tell you, as somebody who loves dogs, those are the ones that like, I don't, they're like little worms. I don't like them. (laughs) They're just always like shaking and licking you. it's, It's really a lot of energy. So anyway, she, they're all taking her seven Italian, whatever the fuck's, um, to, on this walk, they can't get the leashes straight. Like, clearly Kylie does not walk her own dogs. Obviously. (laughs) None of these people walk their own dogs. Kylie starts talking about how the whole internet thinks that she and Stas, her friends, Stas, I don't know how to pronounce her name fully, but you've seen her, the blonde one with the ass, that she thinks that the whole internet thinks that they are dating, that they have, like, some secret relationship But she's like, no, we just like to make out. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, You know, again, this is like a whole, like, Kylie, you're really chapping my ass here. Because I like you, girl, but, like, you just keep lying. I want to like you, but you keep lying. And that's a problem for me. And that's a problem for the whole internet. Because you say these things like, oh, yeah, people think we're dating. Granted, I'm not, like in the Kardashian trenches like I used to be, like, mostly because I think it would be a waste of my time. I don't think people really care that much. So I also feel like this is kind of what I had heard had been going on, is that people think that Stas is a lesbian. Uh, Also, who cares? (laughs) I don't care. Like, I feel uncomfortable talking about this. But, like, I don't know. The thing is... People think that Stas is gay, and who cares? <laughs> I guess Kylie does. She's, they're not. She says that they just like to make out. Granted, like, I've seen things, and I just feel like what I've seen, and I'm not even going to say who, even though I already have. You can go back and it'll be an Easter egg from one of my 7,000 episodes. Um, there were things that I've seen that don't really... They do align with the rumors, I will say that, but not with Kylie. I've seen things. But anyway, Kylie then talks about, like, we really pivot. I mean, it's I guess it's the overall conversation about gossip, but then Kylie really, like, takes a turn of talking about things that I actually care about. About how when she was 19, she was, like, getting out of a car, wearing a dress, a paparazzi, or maybe she was getting into a car, and a paparazzi got on the ground to get, like, a you know, like an angle up her skirt and how it ruined her day thinking these pictures are going to come out when, you know, they come out however long later. And the headline was something like slut shaming her basically like, Hey Kylie, what little dignity you have, like to make it seem like she had intentionally shown the paparazzi her underwear or something. Now, granted, Kylie is 25 at this point. 
like, you guys, that's really fucking, like, to think that that only happened in, like, 2017, I just felt like, looking back, maybe we weren't as evolved as I thought. That just seems, like, blatantly wild for a publication to post in 2017, in my mind. And then uh, Kendall, rather, and Kylie both talk about how when they were, like, 16, which would have made Kylie 14 at the time, when they would be out, the paparazzi would, like, antagonize them and be like, oh, you know, are you guys going to end up being little sluts like your sister? Are you guys going to make a tape? When's your tape going to come out? Like, Kendall's like, mind you, I'm a virgin at this time. Not that that matters, but you know what I mean? Like, how horrifying... That is to be like, I don't even know about that stuff. And you're like, what? About my sister? Like, that's so fucked up. And yeah, just gross, gross, gross. Like, truly shame on them. Then she says in a confessional, where are you guys now, bro? And then she like kind of gets a light bulb. And it's like, no, I actually want to know who this guy is. And then they're like, yeah, you guys, like, let's make this go viral. And... Kylie, or Kendall, rather, is like, yeah, this happened, like, 11 years ago. Probably somebody has traced it back. So, like, yeah, fuck that guy. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Do you guys remember how I said that Courtney wasn't in this episode, really? Um, she was. She actually was in a, in a pretty major way, but separately from the rest of the family, you know, as she prefers. So Courtney was the boohoo ambassador for their, like, new sustainability line or whatever. I mean, did anybody pay attention to it? Um, outside of critics? I don't think so. So basically, this scene, she's in a meeting with the people from Boohoo and probably some of her people. And they're talking about how a lot of the backlash fell on Courtney, but she loves it because this is not one person's problem. And fast fashion is a big thing in the industry. So basically, like, if y'all don't know who Boohoo is, Boohoo is basically like, she and forever 21 whatever y'all know what fast fashion is it's like they they run that shit out in mass mass quantities it's not great for the environment at all it's actually really bad and so courtney um in collaboration with boohoo did this sustainability line which i guess there were like a percentage of recyclable materials in the clothing etc now again this is where you guys really need me because this is the shit that I'm talking about is that they talk about um, this situation, the backlash with this line as though it's like uh, 
like she frames it as like, oh my gosh, all of this kind of fell on me. The reason why it fell on you, Courtney, is because people were like, why are you, somebody who flies a private jet here, there, and everywhere, would be the ambassador for sustainability? Like, you and your whole crew, your whole family does this shit, and yet, like, you know, somebody said it's like like having, you know, like a fitness influencer, uh, you know, be an ambassador for, like, McDonald's or something. Like, it's just... It doesn't make sense. So she puts it like, it's like, this just happened to fall on me as though because she's, what she's trying to act like, it's like, well, because it's me, like it fell on me. But it's like, yeah, because it's you, it fell on you. Like, she's acting like she's just an innocent party to this. Like, it's actually... The critics are actually upset with Boohoo, but because she's the face of it, she just so happens to be getting the brunt of it. And it's like, no, it's because your practices of real life don't align with you being an ambassador for sustainability. So she actually addressed this on Instagram and she said, I went back and forth about doing this collection with Boohoo because the first thing I think when I hear the words fast fashion is that it's bad for our planet. You see what I mean? Like she's framing us as though it's the Boohoo that's getting, that is the issue. Then she says, Boohoo approached me with a sustainability, approached me to be a sustainability ambassador. And I thought, and though I knew it would get backlash because, sorry. (laughs) And I, and though I knew it would get backlash because the two just don't go hand in hand. I thought about the fact that fast fashion or the fashion industry in general isn't going anywhere. Uh, And then she goes, I thought about the attention that this collaboration would bring to people who may otherwise have no idea about the impacts of fast fashion on our planet. I thought about how pushing Boohoo might to make some initial changes and then holding them accountable to larger change would be impactful. It's definitely making some noise, which is exactly what I was hoping for. Okay. I certainly don't have all the answers, we know, but for someone who has done a fast fashion line collaboration in the past, which didn't get backlash because I was not calling attention to trying to make better changes, I feel proud about doing it with intention and purpose. Like, girl, that was not what people were saying at all. So Courtney goes on to explain and I'm using that term loosely, that her first collection with Boohoo was to show how fast fashion could be more sustainable and hearing people's feedback was good because she made a statement about what more could be done, as I just told you, and to have people reach out and that she would hope that what people would see is the beauty and that fast fashion is the opposite of what you think when it comes to sustainability. These are just words. (laughs) This is her really trying to like pussy pop and pretzel her way around the fact that she herself is guilty of this stuff and acting like she is the Norma Ray of sustainability and like, oh yeah, we don't have the all the answers, but I, Courtney Kardashian Barker, I'm going to be holding Boohoo personally responsible and putting their feet to the fire about how to be more sustainable. That was not like what you did, girl. You knew that this was going to be a good look for you and this was going to continue your brand of goop-like gobbledygook. And it didn't happen that way. And now you're still trying to act like this was the issue when it very much is not. (laughs) And that is funny to me, girl. 
So they're like still in this team meeting with Boohoo, and I'm assuming this girl who's talking is one of Courtney's assistants or whatever, right-hand women. And she's talking about how, you know, Courtney is the one who gets the brunt of the backlash, not the brand, to the point where Courtney has to personally come out and make a statement about it. And it's almost like she wanted an apology from Boohoo or something. I don't know. But, like, Courtney says in a confessional that she's not a sustainability expert and doesn't claim to be. We know. But she wants to be a vehicle for change. And it's going to be a high emissions vehicle. <laughs> the vehicle is, is Kim Air. That's the problem, Courtney. The vehicle is Kylie Air. <laughs> then, like, it's also like, learn up on the brands that you're collaborating with. Like, she obviously was like, oh, this is just a good look. I expect them to do the, all of their due diligence. And I think maybe they did. I think Boohoo... Well, I don't want to give them too much credit because I honestly don't know a whole lot about the situation. But I imagine, like, if you're going to come out with a sustainability line that you have, like, done at least some due diligence on this. Um, but, yeah. Then, oh, God. Courtney suggests that, like, maybe we have a sustainability section in your website for clothes. Or, like, you know, you can say, like, what percentage of the clothes have been recycled and they're like, wow, you really know your stuff, Courtney. Like, what? A section on a website? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it really just felt like Courtney playing businesswoman, but she was in over her head. So she's like, I'm just going to come up with a bunch of buzzwords and act like I know what the hell I'm talking about and fake it till you make it, girl. Fake it till you make it. And fake it all the way to the bank. Back with Kylie, Stas is there, and Kylie is, they're talking, and they're like, isn't it so crazy that people think that we're dating? I wish we were. Like, that would be so great. Blah, 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 blah. All this to turn, like, this storyline, this Stas and Kylie, like, oh my god, we're dating. Like, we don't see Stas on the show, you know? This is, she's not a regular character. This just felt like a PR move, like, we need to dispel this rumor come hell or high water. But anyway, then we really shift again to talking about how uh, Kylie is in the process of changing her son Wolf's name to Air, A-I-R-E, which means child of God. So she tells her, like, Stas, when you have a baby, be sure to figure out what the name is before the hormones kick in. So Kylie tells us in a confessional that she didn't know how bad her postpartum would hit her and how the day after she gave birth, she was in the shower just crying like, oh my God, why did I name this kid Wolf? Which, I mean, listen, not to knock the postpartum, but that just feels like a normal, a normal feeling. <laughs> why did I name him that? It wasn't even on my list of names. So then she says she's going to make a post like announcing Ayer's name on his first birthday so that they can go on and live their lives, right? Because y'all remember at this point, we didn't know Tatum's name. We didn't know Kylie's son's name. It was just like a race of these nameless children. And I don't know, like I felt like, and I think we all felt like they were trying to, um, commodify this situation but then like what we really this would have been a great conversation and a conversation that will never happen on the kardashians but because they were hiding those names and the faces of the their sons while 
you know, we saw True and Stormy pretty frequently very early on in their um, lives. This became bred a conversation about how the Kardashians historically tend to commodify the women in the family and like kind of keep the guys in the background like rob and like they just like use the girls as an asset and what how damaging that could be on both ends that would be a conversation that i would have like do you see how people would think that like what is the responsibility now for our children in, in that sense and then kylie starts talking about how you know i got my breast done like six months before I had Stormy and like I should not have. I had beautiful natural breasts and I don't recommend it. Like clearly didn't think that I was going to be having Stormy. So I got my boobs done and I just like how heartbroken she is now. How if my daughter were 19, I would never recommend that she change her body. I would be heartbroken and all that. And I honestly really like, I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm good at a lot of things. Thank you very much. But surgery, clocking surgery is not, it's not my forte. Um, I remember thinking like around the time there was a lot of talk about her getting her boobs done. And I'm thinking like, I don't know, like maybe this is her pregnancy or whatever. But like, not to be gross, but I'm thinking like that girl had like, she really did have like great natural breasts. They looked fake. So I'm like, oh, they already looked fake to begin with. So maybe that's what's tripping people up. But yeah, now we have full confirmation that she did do them. I mean, I think we've known for quite a while, but like now she's saying it. What I would love to know is when they filmed this scene. Was it? A, it it's giving pickup scene to like a response to people on the internet talking about maybe the trailer would be my guess. Like maybe people saw the response to the trailer and they were like, why are these people talking about changing the beauty standards? Kylie, especially. And they're like, get a mic pack on girl. You're going to have to have another conversation. But finally we get back to the real story. Chris going back to the dollhouse store to check out the final product. She's loving all the outsides. The insides are not to her liking. Like it's kind of giving hoarders in there. They've got nine days to get this done. The heat is on. Okay. Then Kim and Chloe take North and the kids to Alexandria House. It's one of their charities of choice. It's a transitional home for women. On the way, North tells Kim, um, I know that Santa, she's got the cutest little raspy voice. I know that Santa is not real because, you know, basically how can he do all that in one night? He's not God, right? Kim says in a confessional that she still kind of believes in Santa because you have to believe in magic and those that don't believe in magic will never find it. Doesn't that sound like so counter to what Kim Kardashian would say <laughs> in her real life? It, it seems really weird. So then she's like, you know, people ask me all the time, like, how do you do this, that, and the other? She's like, I tell them it's just like a little bit of magic. The so Chloe says she stopped believing in Santa because her asshole sisters started calling her dumb for believing, but technically she still does. Then we get to Christmas Eve. Typically, they don't film during this time. We got to let people work and, or not work, but like have some time with their actual families. So cameras were down, but we do see Kim's iPhone footage. She acting like I snuck this in. Okay. Um, to Courtney's house. 
Courtney has traditionally, over the past few years, had her um, house be the host of their family Christmas Eve. So, you know, of course, we have to talk about this is something that I created for the past several years. Like, okay, girl, you put up a bunch of wild Christmas trees in the front and a bunch of furniture in your house, and that's it. And here's baby face in the corner singing happy birth or singing Merry Christmas to everybody. And we've seen it. We've seen it, girl. And then we have to hear brand new information. Shockingly, everybody in the family loves Christmas. They had a, like a snow slip inside at somebody's house, maybe at Chris's house. And then suddenly you hear Kim screeching, Northy, look at, I always wanted a house. And she's crying. Like we have not seen Kim cry like that since she had to sit in that makeup chair talking about how she uh, had to break up with that dumbass Chris Humphreys. Like, real, real classic Kim Kardashian cry face. And I had to shut my ass up because I'm like, okay, damn. Like, she really, really wanted that dollhouse. <laughs> so, okay, maybe this storyline was actually for something after all. She's like, North, I've always wanted one of these. This is so great. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> Almost endearing. It, I mean, what I'd say it was like endearing to watch a billionaire get something as a gift that they actually wanted and were actually moved by. I probably shouldn't, but that it was interesting. I will say it was interesting to see somebody who could buy anything they want, anything they ever want, actually be moved and be like, I always wanted this. This really means something to me. So I will say it was worth it. Like it wasn't worth us having to watch it, but it was worth the effort that Chris made to do it. I will say that. Kendall talks about how hers, her house had like some horse stuff and an engagement ring because her mom's trying to manifest for her. That's sad, baby. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Then we see cars pulling up to an airplane hangar. It's like pretty heavy. It's all dark at night. And Kim talks about how this was a shocking way to begin the year. It's a really takes a turn from like the happiness of Christmas to this beginning of 2023. We find out that Kristen's Trist, Tristan's mother had a heart attack. So they dropped everything within two hours. They're on Kim air to go to Toronto. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. We're seeing Tristan in the private jet talking about like taking things for granted and thanking them for everything. And 
Chloe explains that Tristan called her screaming. Didn't know, like, could not understand what he was saying. Just saying, she's gone, she's gone. He do- She doesn't know who he's talking about. Tristan's mom was young, 53 years old, and left behind four sons. So not only Tristan, two other sons, but then her youngest son, um, Amari, 16 years old. He is... Um, You know, he's got a host of issues. He's wheelchair bound. I'm not sure exactly what his diagnosis is, but he clearly cannot like live for himself. She was his caretaker. And so now Tristan has legal custody of him. And it's just like really, oh God, it was like really sad actually because Chloe's talking about like Amari is kind of the hardest part because they don't know what he knows how he's processing anything because he's nonverbal. Um, so they're going to be taking him back to California because Tristan will be caring for him. Then the screen says six days later and we're back in Calabasas. It's Kim, Chloe, Chris. They're all at Chloe's house talking. And Kim's like, you seem stressed. So Kim says that they went through her apartment, Andrea, Thompson's apartment, Tristan's mom's, uh, through her apartment. They cleaned it. They did all the logistics, the insurance and stuff. And, you know, they're talking about bringing Amari back. And Kim turns to Chloe and says, isn't it crazy? You thought this was going to be the year of like you doing you, but now here's Tristan and Amari back living with you. Cause we find out that Tristan had a, um, had a home that he was living through, living in through his renovations, but big storms, the roof caved in. So now they're living with Chloe until they can move back and get settled. Right. So Chloe's like, yeah, God has a plan. He just didn't want Tristan to be alone right now. And then in walks Tristan with their son, uh, you know, in the stroller he he sits down. He keeps scooting closer to Chloe on that couch. She's like, what are you doing? Why are you scooting closer to me? I can't sit. You're making a dip in the couch, please. Like, distance. I don't need this. <laughs> I don't want anybody being like, oh, look at how close they're sitting on the couch. Please separate, please. So Chloe says, we're not together anymore. You guys, I know it's hard to believe, but we're not. And she talks about, you know, I lost my parent, my father. He was a fairy tale parent. But even then, I still can't imagine losing my mom and how it's a lot. And I'm like, I'm with you, girl. I'm with you. And then, you know, we go back to she and Tristan, her family, right? This is what you do. And then Chloe says in a confessional, I'm grateful to have the strength to be there for someone. And then she says, and this is all we need to know about Chloe. You don't have to treat me right for me to treat you right. That's just the way I was raised. And that's like true no, Thompson, that's true to an extent. That's true to an extent, Chloe, but only an extent. Tristan thanks the whole family. And of course, Chris is very emotional. And like, it made me emotional because she's talking about Amari and how lost she feels for him because he's probably where, wondering where his mommy is. He's been having seizures, just like he's not adjusting. Clearly, he's very stressed out. Um, And it's just very, very sad. 
And that's really the end of our season. It's, you know, they talk very kindly about Andrea and how giving she was, how selfless she was, and how proud she was of all of them. And people, she would go to his basketball games. People would think that they were, like, siblings. But he'd be like, no, that's my mom. And, you know, she seemed like a very nice lady. Chloe said that she spoke to her every day, that they had a very close relationship. And, you know... I really feel for Tristan in this. This is not an easy situation. And I will say, I mean, I think we can all agree. If you are a man in um, who has a small to non-existent family and you're looking for somebody to wrap you up, Kris Jenner is ready and waiting and she will be there for you. And you know what? I I could say a lot of things about them, but one thing is they they will fast and furious their way. Like you guys are family and you're here forever, and we've seen that. So you know, shout out to them for that. After you know, we get the classic. I hate this stuff. The end of the season, like everybody says, what we've learned. What about this season? It's been really hard for me. Makeups, breakups. What a whirlwind. You know, we made it through. But you know what, you guys, we love each other. I love hanging out with Kendall. Kendall, I love hanging out with you, Kylie. I, you know, like Courtney's talking about how in love she is and her new family and like she's living in a fantasy world we know girl and you know Kim managed to stay single let's celebrate that I guess and that's a wrap on season three Chris said I know I gave Kim the torch but I'm not ready yet because remember she's 40 after that body scan she did (laughs) so (laughs) you guys thank you so much for listening thank me for speaking and we'll be back on Monday with and just like that pop culture talk we gotta get into ponytail chapter two Woo! lot to get into and more so thank you guys so much for listening thank you for speaking Bye.